Welcome back to the Backcountry PA Podcast. This is episode 104, and on this one, Ethan, myself, and Patrick, we sit down and have a conversation with Jonathan Craven from South Carolina. He came up to PA here last year, first time ever coming up here, and he hunted the Allegheny National Forest, the coveted area that everyone wants to hunt now. It's such a big and vast area, 100,000 acres of public land. He comes up here, first time stepping on that property, and he shoots a beautiful beautiful buck we hear about some south carolina how they hunt down there how he scouts how he scouted up here how he got on the buck you're going to hear some tips of how he did it um you know he walks us through the whole hunt it was a great great conversation with jonathan he'll be back up here again this year to hunt the allegheny national forest and hopefully he has just as much luck this year as he did last year just let you guys know, we do have shirts and hoodies available if you want to go purchase those. Follow the link in our link tree on our Instagram or our Facebook. Go to our website, go to shop, and I'll take you right to our Etsy page. And place the order there, and then they'll be sent out to you within a week. Also, if you guys listen on Apple or Spotify, we really appreciate a rating and a review. It helps us gain more listenership along with things that we need to improve on or things that we're doing well so we can make this podcast better for you guys, the listeners. Enough of me jabbing. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we had making this episode for you guys. But always remember to keep hunting, keep fishing, keep your tradition, and always, always enjoy the freaking process. There was a group of friends from Pennsylvania that loved nature. They wanted to become better woodsmen. I was laying on the couch with my wife, zooming in and out of all next. Anglers. If you have a nice sized trout, they can they can give a fight, at least according to the book. And outdoorsmen. Basically the grocery store. Fresh groceries. Stories turn into legends, and legends turn into traditions. Very German. This is the Backcountry PA Podcast. You gotta have luck, for sure. I mean, the majority of it is luck. You can't make that buck walk out in front of you, right? But you can do whatever you can do to put yourself in that right position. But when he does come, or what you think's gonna happen, you know, I, I could have very well set up right there and not seen a daggum thing that night. All right, we are live. Everything now is recorded. Just kidding, Jonathan. Um, I will edit stuff out, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Tell us all your secret spots. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you want to go? Let's just jump right into it. You want to you want to introduce yourself to us and listeners who you are, where you're from, and all that good shit. Uh, yeah, man. Um, so you know, as you know, uh, so I'm out of Charleston, South Carolina. I can really tell you where I'm from, but I need to say Charleston because nobody really knows where Russell's at. Um, it's one of them, you know, small towns you drive through and you blink one time and you pass through it, kind of deal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, every every year we just started doing uh, a rotation trip, and my buddy Kane got me to bow hunting around two, 2017, and man, it took off ever since. And that's that's been my bread and butter, so to speak. Uh, you know, I got three kids. I got a teenager and two little ones, and one's a two-year-old. I just had my son about a month ago, so they're in there rooting the noise somewhere. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to the quad spot, and that's my <laughs> air-conditioning Dodge. <laughs> Congrats, man. Congrats so, on the baby. Well, thanks, bro. I mean, it's 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 definitely a learning curve. So works out great, you know, especially when it comes to hunting, because I'm already used to not really sleeping anyway. So, <laughs> yep. Right. 
the the good old saying is, "I'll sleep when I'm dead." I believe that saying is how it goes. Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I sleep when I'm dead. I, yep. <laughs> definitely good with that one. <laughs> so, 2017 rolls around. My buddy Kane works with me. Uh, I actually work for uh, the utility, the power company in the area, and I uh, work on high lines. So I'm in the right of ways all the time, and we're you know we're in the right of ways all the time and whatnot. So. Um, you know, once he started with me or whatever, and, uh, you know, I was kind of a hunter, not so much into bow hunting because I've never did it. And, uh, he was from PA, okay. uh, booed down here and whatnot. And, uh, he told me, so why don't you come hunt with me one time? I said, okay. And I get to his house and he hands me this bow. It's a, uh, a old PSE. And he's like, here, you take this. And he's shooting a uh, nice, you know, Hoyt Defiant and all this other stuff. Yeah. Uh, gives me, you know, gives me the leftover, so to speak. <laughs> the hand me down. Uh, <laughs> the hand me down, right? <laughs> so he's like, uh, you're going to use this today. And I'm like, all right, shoot, why not? I never tried it. And we went to this piece of public. And man, I remember he's like, because I don't know nothing about maps, don't know nothing mm-hmm. about trying to, just trying to piecemeal. I just know I like being in the woods. That's about it, right? right. And, uh, Traditional hunting in South Carolina is way different than pretty much anywhere else. They still allow, uh, you know, dog hunting, mm-hmm. dog drives, and that kind of thing, and, you know, baiting, and, you know, I mean, oh, okay. August 15th rolls around, you can use a rifle from August 15th to January 1st, you oh, know? Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, it's it's very long. Now, public won't come in until September the 15th, and that's when you can actually start shooting does and okay. stuff like that. But, um, and also, but I guess a similarity would be, uh, is Sundays, you still can't hunt public in Sundays here okay. as of right now. They're working on a few extra dates and stuff like that. But other than that, that's how it works on private land. And, you know, the, the, the big thing is to have a hunting club, mm-hmm. so to speak, which is basically a, a lease from, you know, different, uh, companies, Alcoa and stuff like that, at least out their land, that kind of good stuff. Right. Yeah. But, um, so he takes me to the Francis Mary, and I'm like, okay. And he shows me this Google map, and he's like, just go to this field right here and just find your spot and set up, and, and me and Butler is going to go down here in this marsh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and after learning over the years, I, I know why he sent me there, because going through the marshes and stuff, that's a learning curve in itself. I'm um, sure. So I remember, and you know, that's I, I go – with them and you know i got that hundred pound aluminum you know climbing stand that you know the ancient great stuff back in the day before all these saddles come out and stuff right yep and you know i'm walking a mile back with that stupid thing on my back and i'm i'm already pissed off with that i'm like geez this is ridiculous why am i doing this Mm -hmm. and i remember sitting in the corner of the field and uh i'm like okay all right this is cool pull my bow up lay it across and I'm looking at a uh, a field a couple hours go by and a and a doe stepped out across the field and all that and I mean he's you know over a hundred yards she's way over a hundred yards from me and I'm just remember thinking man this is stupid uh, yeah. I can't shoot that thing you know <laughs> yeah. and uh, I mean this is just retarded I, what, what are you supposed to do with there but I went with him again and a couple times I remember getting that first kill. And it's that yeah. one that you just felt like you did cocaine or something, you know, <laughs> you're shaking yep. and all that. And it was just a little dough. Yep. And, uh, but, boy, it, it was on then and I was hooked, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, so and he's always went to you know November uh, back to PA where he was from, and he started inviting me with me. And next thing, one thing you know, next thing you know, one thing led to another. We're all, we got a little group, and uh, it's him, me, uh, his cousin from Miami comes up, and his you know his dad's retired uh, military. Uh, he's in the military as well. Uh, matter of fact, he's on deployment right now, so he's going to miss the rut this year. Oh, um, yeah, it's his turn to miss it. I, yeah. I missed mine in uh, uh, 2020 when okay. I had my daughter born yeah. on November the first. I, I made that Valentine's Day meme come true. You know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, um, my I got lucky this year because my my baby is going to be born on right now February 14th. So the whole well, way there you I, go. Yep, I I you know, I planned it out right. Hey, just just like the woods, timing is everything. Yes, exactly. I, Timing I is everything. I screwed it up one year, so there's that. Everyone has a misfire uh, once in a while. That's right. I told him I said that I just needed my break, but you know that's all it was. I actually ended up killing my buck that year in October here, so it actually worked out pretty good. So. There you go. Um, but after that, we just started going. Uh, you know, every November we'd pick a spot or whatever. So we started hunting. You know, I say he's in military. Mm-hmm. We actually started hunting Fort Knox. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people I've heard know of about Fort Knox yeah. or not. Um, Fort Knox is great. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, and you have to know how to really work around that. Mm-hmm. You know, but but there's plenty of public land around it too, so um, you can have the best of both worlds. You know. Right. Um, so we started off with that, and uh, I got my Kentucky buck. Um, I don't know if I sent you a picture of that or not. Um, in 2018, when I got that one, okay. and he, was, he was right at 120 inches. Okay. Um, nice. It's a nice buck. But yeah, it wasn't terrible. Um, yeah. And then, so we hunted Fort Knox. You know, that that would be two seasons in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 i ate tag soup that that year yeah and then i had my baby the next year and then last year i went to the pa and now if i can just find my spot where i can move to pa yeah, i'd be there in a heartbeat <laughs> you know yep. so you you would want to move from south carolina south carolina up to pa you like Put it that it much we, we joke we joking around all the time I, i'm they tell me all the time i'm a i'm a Beach boy stuck in a mountain man's body. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, well, whatever, whatever works for you. But yeah, I tell you what, it's it's, it's different. Um, I mean, it's just like right now, you know, it's eight twenty, and my truck says it's eighty eight degrees outside still. So. Yeah. That's always great. It's a yeah. The temperature wise is a big difference from South Absolutely. Carolina to up here. I mean, yeah. it's still hot up here right now, but it's like. In the high seventies, mid seventies, something like that, compared to down south, where it's like you said, eighty-eight degrees right now in your truck. So and always humid, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. always humid. And we, it, it, oh man, South Carolina has some of the worst humidity, and I don't know, I can't really validate it too much, other than when I go to the Midwest or something. That's mm-hmm. completely different. But just like Kane's right now, he's, you know, when they, when they go to their training and stuff like that in Louisiana and Texas, he, you know, he even told me, man, Texas is not even as bad as South Carolina. Yeah. So just the humidity alone, and uh, and you know our state bird the mosquito, you know. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I hate word. those things. They're the worst. God, I hate those oh, things. Oh, let me tell you, I had a, I, I went on a scout mission the other day on a piece of public that, so we got this one piece of public around here. It's about an hour away from me. Mm-hmm. It's open four, four days, uh, out of the whole entire season. You got a Friday and a Saturday here and a Friday and Saturday there to hunt it. And it's archery only. Really? And I said, by God, I'm going to scout that. I'm hunting that this mm-hmm. year. And, uh, man, whew, it was so bad. That was, I think I scouted that on a Friday. Uh, on, when I got home, I ordered a mosquito suit from Amazon. It was there on Sunday. <laughs> you know? Oh, my so, God. So what? Geez, I said, so I'm basically walking around with a can of bug spray. I'm on yeah. scouting, so I'm not really too worried about it. It's soaking down, you know, mm-hmm. as I walk. Hello and welcome back to Backcountry PA News. My name is Mr. America. Let's get into it. This first one comes from MLive.com. Michigan deer hunting. What to know about the new 2022 requirement to report kills online. Now this one is very important if you are a Michigan hunter. Uh, The deer seasons are quickly approaching. And now the way that the Michigan DNR is having people turn in their harvest reports has changed pretty significantly. Responses to mailed surveys have decreased sharply over the last 20 years, so they are now requiring every licensed hunter to report a harvest through the Michigan.gov website or using an app that is available in Apple and Google Play stores. The DNR says that it takes about five minutes to report a successful deer hunt and that anyone who has a state-issued deer license is required to report their deer harvest. They have 72 hours from the time they recovered the deer to report the harvest, and if they're transferring the deer to someone else, like a processor, the harvest must be reported before the deer is transferred. You still have to report your harvest even if you did process the deer yourself, and you must attach DNR-issued kill tag to a harvested deer. There's also a 90-day misdemeanor and a fine that can range from 50 to $500 if you fail to report your harvest. However, the DNR says that this year they will focus on emphasizing an educational approach to hunters rather than enforcement in most circumstances. Up next, we have from dcnr.pa.gov some information on conservation and natural resources. It's American ginseng. The ginseng harvest season is from September 1st to November 30th, and it is illegal to harvest ginseng outside of this time frame. Harvest of mature wild plants is only permitted when the plants have at least three leaves of five leaflets, each and when berries are red. This ensures that the ginseng plants will have seeds to replant near the collection site and allow the population to continue. It is required to replant the harvested seeds. Now ginseng isn't permitted to be collected on state lands and you can only collect the mature plants but you can collect on private land as long as you have permission. Poaching is illegal but you don't have to have a permit to collect them. You just need the permit to sell if you decide to. Got to get certifications. It's really interesting 
if you decide to go check it out, dcnr.pa.gov. Jing it's in season. It's got a lot of really great qualities. We maybe even go into that in the future. Uh, but even myself might get out there and do a little ginseng hunting. We're coming up on September. And that means it's almost time for the yearly Pennsylvania Bow Hunters Festival. The event has been running since 1957, and it's only been missed twice in that entire time, which I think is pretty impressive. It takes place in Forksville in Sullivan County in Pennsylvania. The event is wildly popular, and there is a slew of different options for bow hunters, new and old alike. There's the famous Forksville running deer target, moving small game targets, steel boar, timed clay pigeon shoot, lots of activities and fun over the course of the entire weekend. It takes place from September 16th to September 18th. Admission is only $5 on Saturday and Sunday and $3 on Sunday. If you want to take part in all the different challenges, there are additional fees associated with that. If you want to get all that information, go ahead and head on over to pabowhunters.com. Check it out, and it's going to be a lot of fun. This last one comes from lancasteronline.com. The Pennsylvania Game Commission is investigating the deaths of multiple deer in the southeast region. That includes the Middle Creek Wildlife Management Area in northern Lancaster County. The officials suspect the deaths were caused by one of two often fatal diseases, episodic hemorrhagic disease, commonly called EHD, or blue tongue virus. Both are caused by insects. It's because of this outbreak the archery hunt at Middle Creek is being canceled for the 2022-2023 season. This upcoming week, they were going to have a drawing to decide which 45 of the 1,000 or more applicants uh, could go on the Middle Creek bow hunt, but they didn't want to pick the hunters and then tell them the hunt was canceled. This is the time of year that it happens commonly. And then later in the year, probably around October, November, is when that first hard frost hits and it actually kills the insects that bite and infect the deer based on these two diseases. So once that happens, then it won't be an issue anymore, but they want to make sure that they're monitoring the deer population and making the appropriate decision. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Backcountry PA News. Remember to stay safe out there. It's September. We're getting close. And keep your tradition. Why Why is it only open four days to hunt? Is there a reason behind that? Like what, what kind of reasoning uh, behind that is there? Uh, that particular WMA is, you see, that's, they do... Our DNR does some different things for mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Uh, that particular WMA is the Federal Wildlife Service, okay. uh, not actually the Department of Natural Resources. It's basically a bird sanctuary. Ah, uh, okay. That that kind of deal. So every now and then they'll open up to uh, public hunting, and uh, but it's usually something like that is archery, mm-hmm. archery only, which works out great for me. Right. And you know us or whatever. And uh, very little spots, unless until you start getting to the upstate 
um, around like York County and stuff like that, games on one and two. Yeah. Um, they have archery season. That's pretty extended. Okay. To, to, pretty comparable to what you guys get, but down here it's it's a free for all. Yeah. Pretty much come come August fifteenth. So. Well, cool, man. Cool. Like I haven't really looked at South Carolina at all hunting down there. So it's is it primarily like most people bow hunt down there, or what's the primary hunting way, hunting technique down there in South Carolina? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. If you're a bow hunter, you have a heart for it, and that's pretty much the way it goes. Okay. Now, I have noticed, I have noticed over the years, uh, especially since I started getting in archery, for sure, uh, it's definitely one of the things that caught on. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not so much. Uh, you know, dog hunting is still quite a tradition, right. for sure. And you'll probably never see that go away entirely, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it doesn't affect me at all, so it's fine with me. Right. That's just not my style. Um, and you can hunt a lease land or a private land, and you can bait it with, you know, corn or whatever. Okay. Whatever you got, and, you know, you use whatever you want, a rifle. Or if you got a bazooka, by all means, go ahead and take it out there and try your best. Uh, but that's pretty much what how it works down here. If you, so if you run into another bow hunter and he either moved here from a different area, or just picked up the hobby pretty much okay you know you know granted and just like anywhere else too um you know crossbows are Mm -hmm. that's the new new thing catching on so which is you know definitely good for the older guys for sure they can't you know pull a bow back or anything anymore or stuff like that yeah for sure and uh but um i think it's good for the entry level people too getting into it you know like getting into archery like ethan you never would have gotten into archery if you didn't get a crossbow no i was like i have a crossbow and mm-hmm. i still use it to this day but that's the only reason why i got into archery mm-hmm. in the first place is and for me i mean right. that got me that was my entry into archery but now i got bitten by the compound addiction bug and now i'm just like that's all i want to do like i honestly like i might go out one or two times for rifle this year I might just take the bow out every single time during rifle season. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, I like it that much that I might be doing that. And yeah, PA is a big was... rifle tradition state. Just like South Carolina's big tradition state with dogs, PA is, like, the orange army. hardcore orange army tradition. That's right. That's hardcore. I, and I still love it. I still love that. You know, you, 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 you I don't know, if Jonathan, I don't know if you ever, um, went took dogs out or not did you ever take dogs out like being from south carolina did you ever take them out i've i uh i've never owned any like dogs beagles or mm-hmm. walkers or anything like that i've gone with a few buddies and stuff and uh uh i basically did it twice and i mean it, i enjoyed it yeah. um it, it wasn't terrible it wasn't the worst thing i've ever done I, but I don't know, man. Something about that stick and string is yeah. just, that's that's the heart the heartbeat right there, you know. Oh, you yeah, it's for for real. Like it's it's once you pull that back, you know that you're in complete control. It, it's well, Absolutely. you're either in complete control or not in control at all, right, Patrick? Exactly. <laughs> Patrick knows that too well. Patrick knows that too well. Yeah. Now, even getting that close, I think even just getting that close to a deer, mm-hmm. you know, during the archery season, we went up couple weeks ago to cody's cabin to check cameras and mm-hmm. i said i have a hang on 
that I wanted to set up and just kind of sit and, you know, do an observational sit. I had deer, a couple doe come in within, I'd say, 40 yards. I mean, it's not even hunting season yet here in PA, and my heart was pounding, and, like, I was getting excited. Oh, absolutely. It's just because they got that close. Like, you don't get them that close during rifle season. So to get them that close sitting up in a tree, that's that's something else. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, and that's the drive that most people don't even understand. You know, guys like you and me, right? you know, you're in a tree or whatever you're doing, ground and pound and whatever, and you're getting close to these animals, you know. And that's where, our, you know, even growing up, coming up here, you know, obviously I hunted with a shotgun or either a rifle. Um, and, you know, I've killed plenty over a corn pile or just, you know, whatever, walking around eating acorns or whatever they're doing you know, 80 yards out, 90 yards out. And you'll never do that with a bow, um, unless you're Cameron Haynes or something. they got a fantastic <laughs> shot. Right, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I won't ever do it. No, you know? no. But he can pull it off. But, yeah. You know, you, you just lose that uh, that feeling, like mm-hmm. like that edge or whatever. And then once and if you pick up a bow and you put it in your hand, and uh, to me that's it. Not to mention, that's, I learn more. Uh Absolutely. I learn way more picking up the bow because you have to. You have yeah. no choice. You have no choice but to scout. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's part of it. Well, know? I mean, you you don't really. I mean, I'm sure people scout for rifle season. You know, like they if all you do is hunt rifle, I'm sure you somehow scout for that. But like most people who scout are out there scouting for archery because like it's you you need to you need to put in the work because you need to get like Ethan said you need to get close to this this deer to be able to right. sh- take a shot at, to be able to get a clean shot at. So like that's, that's the he- biggest thing. It makes you feel more connected to the, the wilderness and oh, like just nature in general, take you back to your roots kind of deal. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll fail more than you succeed. And then, and that's oh, yeah. a part of it. You'll have a lot more, uh, you know, we joke around all the time. You imagine how many bucks would be on the wall if we did use a rifle or whatever at any time, you know, we have a bow in our hand, and we're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, you know, oh, yeah. I'd make the local taxidermist real happy, you yeah. know? Uh-huh. Yeah, they'd be a lot more happy if, if everyone just used rifle they, 24-7. Right, yeah. Yeah. that's right. They'd, they'd be happy, and we'd have a lot more unhappier wives. But, <laughs> that, I was literally just thinking that, that the wives would not be happy with us at all. Nope. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Just seen the eyeballs I had on that thing when I walked in the door with that pa buck and hung it on the wall <laughs> it was it was uh it was something else man but it was a really nice buck like that's the thing like this buck okay before we get into the story did you get it scored i have not scored it yet okay all right are you um i i actually did not even intend on picking it up uh anytime soon okay. um because when i dropped it off with dan and them he was like, uh, yeah, it'll be November this time next year before you can pick it up. So mm-hmm. I wasn't even expecting him to call me and tell him it was done. Yeah. And you're like a kid in the candy store. I was like, yeah, I'm coming to get it. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, he called me Friday, Saturday. I was there, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, but, so, I, and that's when we was rushing, kind of. Yeah. You know, I was about to have my son born and all that. So I brought him in the house and we hung them on the wall because I actually moved my Kentucky buck over. 
I could fit yeah. him in the right spot because it was just cattywonka. Yeah. Oh, yeah, placement and, is uh, everything. My... <laughs> so, yeah. And, so, uh, so th- this buck, okay, so before we get into the story, the rockations, how many rockations have you taken since you started doing the whole archery addiction thing? Um, let's see. Four. Four. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what states? Four, yeah. What states have you gone to for your rockations? Uh, Kentucky and PA. Okay, so that's it. Okay, so then the other two were in South Carolina. I imagine. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So when you go to these states, when you go to Kentucky, Pennsylvania, that kind of stuff, are you doing e scouting or are you going there? over the summer to scout or what's your process like when you pick a state and you're like, okay, this is where we're going to go. This is where we're going to stay. These are the public areas around here. What am I going to look for? Okay. So, um, our very first, uh, when we decided we was going to hunt the rut in November, Kentucky, Fort Knox, all that good stuff. Me and Kane actually went in March and scouted. We were able to get away one weekend. Um, like a spring break or something like that or whatever mm-hmm. with, my, with my kid or whatever. So we were able to get away and, like, literally just scout. And we went around like madmen just running, trying to cover as much ground, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And that worked out good for uh, hunting Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I take that back. It's actually only three rut cases that we went on. We went to Kentucky twice, and I went to PA last year okay. and i missed the, the fourth one that's the one i missed because of my daughter being born okay mm-hmm. um but they went four times excuse me all right um when it comes to uh pa uh it's great um our, you know Stu, uh who grew up with kane you know, he lives in pa uh he, you know he's around the west newton area okay um you might even know him he's very popular with the uh, trout fish, and he's a freaking animal when it comes to that. Uh, that's that trout stew. He's on Instagram. Okay, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We follow him. I, right. I looked at some of his stuff, and he has some real nice trout in there. That's for sure. Oh, uh, the, the dude's a freaking animal. He, he's he's all around. Both of them. I mean, you know, we all have our our strengths for sure. But I mean, you know, he's probably scouting for deer while he's trout fishing. You know what I mean? Oh, guaranteed. So, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So he knows how to get on them too. So, and we learn from each other and and all that good stuff. But if I had to say, there's one thing, and I was prepared for that question actually when you said that, <laughs> is map scouting. Okay. So when I started this, Kane was pretty much and he he knew how to read these maps all really well. Stu already knew really well. A couple of us, you know, Southern boys, we, we all right, we. I realized real quick, I said, all right, if I'm going to do this, I really have to sit down, study these maps, and just really try to figure out what the heck I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Um, it's actually even, it's honestly a little easier here to read maps. Um, we I use Onyx and Base Maps. I actually have both, okay. and I'll tell you why. Uh, when I'm up the road, well, where you guys are, I'm pretty much on Onyx. Okay. Mm-hmm. Down here, I'm down here. I'm pretty much on Onyx, but I'll swap swap over to base maps as well. Okay. And reason reason being is you can imagine we got all these marshlands. Mm-hmm. 
well, if, you know, you get good at reading maps and stuff like that, and you hone in on these marshes, and you can really pinpoint where you, I mean, you need to be. It's sort of like being in Michigan or something, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so all I, all I had to do was, was basically learn the hill country stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and start with the basics. Don't make it difficult. You know, you got your saddles, your bluffs, your benches, your you know, all that stuff, all your topo lines, reading, you know, right. draws, all that good stuff. And I would just, you know, just study this stuff, um, like religiously. You oh, know? yeah. We, like I said, we both work for the utility company. You know, we're driving to a job. You know, we're, we don't care about what's going on. He's over here on his phone or either I'm riding and we're on our phone. You know, he, he's handing me the phone. Hey, what do you think about this spot? You know, where yeah. would you go? And it's to the point now, that's funny. We always laugh because uh, I'd be like, I would probably go right here, probably aim this direction on this wind or whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about yeah. doing and stuff. So we almost landed each other. We did it out there on a hunt trip one time. We didn't talk to each other for one time before we was going to go. Mm-hmm. We basically ended up in the same spot almost. <laughs> and we we're like, we we're like, I, uh, I knew what you're doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was kind of one of them deals. But, uh, man, I tell you what, if, if there's anything, if, you know, anybody's looking to go out of state, go out on an out of state hunt or even where they're hunting at is, the best thing that's ever come out since hunting, besides, in my opinion, tree saddles now, mm-hmm. is is maps, Onyx, uh, base maps. That, I mean, some people have the hunt stand or mm-hmm. whatever you use. Spartan Forge is a new one or whatever. Yep. Um, I mean, it's there at our disposal. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, you, can, you, you learn to utilize it and you study it like you're taking a test for the next you know, best job you can get or something, you will master it, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's do so damn good. Yeah. I, I joke with him, the buck he killed last year, uh, yeah, you, you know, the saying you can't kill him from the couch. Yep. Yep. Uh, he 100% did that last year. Well, you know, I killed my buck. We had another day where, you know, we hunted or whatever and I scouted why they hunted and that kind of good thing. And then that evening, we're all looking at us, you know, maps, whatever. He he told, I'm I'm gonna go right here, and I'm gonna kill a buck there. And uh, that's what he did. And he went straight to that spot, exactly. I mean, straight to the pin, straight to the tree, you know. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, and he called me at seventeen. Great, man! I just shot a buck. You know. Yeah. So and he killed a nice one too. And uh, matter of fact, I think he just yeah he just got it back from the taxidermist as well. He just sent me the pictures on it yesterday. Wow. But utilizing maps and mm-hmm. then on top, you know, obviously going to nowhere, and, you know, never scouted there, never been there. Right. Took a few tips from Stu. Um, but sometimes I like to, I just went with what I know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, which is here, which is, you know, swamps, you know. Right. We, we start looking at maps and talking about our first day where we're going. I'm like, Stu, where's the swamp at? That's where I'm going, you know. Yeah. You know, th- those swamps, those meadows, the people that steer clear from them because they don't want to walk through them at all. You know, I, I know y'all listen to Dan Infault. 
Yeah. I know y'all listen to Mark Kenyon, all them talking about running through the marsh and all this. Oh yeah. To get to these islands and stuff like that. That's exactly what we have to do here. Yeah. Um, the great thing is about up there is you don't have to worry about getting eaten by an alligator doing it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I you mean, know, the, the so. biggest thing you got to really fear up here in PA is maybe like copperheads, rattlesnakes. I mean, I wouldn't even be afraid of like bears and coyotes really in these, in these woods. No, they want to stay away from um, Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what I hear. That's what I've learned too. I, I've yet to see a bear up there. Yeah. Either. It's something and, else. Uh, I'll tell you what. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd like to. That'd, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to um it'd be cool to harvest one actually. Uh it would. I know I hear it's a, it's a I hear it's a challenge for sure. It's yeah. a yeah. It's it's like I think one percent of hunters, I think it was, that that get a bear. In PA. In PA. Yeah, it's real it's a real small percent, yeah. single digits. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's it's uh it's like one of those things where it's like almost like an elk drawing here in PA. Like you might get one one year and that's the only one you're going to get the rest of your life like that i think that's kind of what it's compared to but then there's some people who up in my cabin they get one every single year yeah, and they, they, well, just, they walk what 10 miles back too to get it and, yeah yeah they yeah. walk their ass off to get to get a bear like I, right. I we we walk a good distance i walked a good distance this past year for bear mm-hmm. but it wasn't anything like these the Amish do or anything like that. Like they have drives they put on. One guy walking through the woods by himself, sitting in a big valley. You have to be in the right position, the right time, for that bear to come through. Yeah, like it's it's especially up where my cabin's at. It's it's big big mountains, kind of like the Allegheny National Forest. I would say, I it's pretty pretty similar, I think. I never been in the Allegheny National Forest, but I drove through it, and it kind of reminds me of up near our cabins. Yeah, just just the next door neighbor. Yeah, really? big mountains, big mountains, big terrain, lots of public. You can go anywhere. That it, it's definitely this similar. You definitely see the challenge in that too, especially since you know, from what I hear, they can wind you pretty far out. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I can believe that for sure. Oh yeah, what is it? It's a combination of like the. Bear can smell real good. Turkey mm-hmm. can see real good, and deer have just a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I figured if bear could see like a turkey and turkey could smell like a bear, we'd never harvest anything. Oh no, we wouldn't. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd stick to fishing or something. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah do something <laughs> like that I, I actually could succeed at. I don't think the fish can smell me, and I can I can listen to the radio or something while yeah. I do it. You know. All right, so uh, you got the buck in the Allegheny National Forest. Right. Correct. So you said this was the first time you ever stepped foot in this right. hundred thousand acres of public land, and you and you harvest this freaking beast of a buck. Like that's right. Walk, walk us through the process of everything, honestly, from start to finish. Before you even like, if there was a process you did e scouting beforehand, what you're looking at on there, what you're looking for, and then the whole way up to the actual story of this beautiful buck. Okay. So, um, I get there on, I want to say I got, got to camp on a Sunday. I'm mistaken. I don't remember if I'm mistaken on that or not, but either way, uh, one thing we do, uh, we get to camp 
get situated, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's a recommendation that I'll tell you any that, to do or whatever. You know, drive around, take the roads, take them tram roads, get used to the area, look at, see what you can see. Because um, it's, it's, it's going to be overwhelming at first. You're oh, going to yeah. be like, holy moly, what this is going to suck, you know? And, you, you know, you're driving these roads and you, you look left and there's, you know, a hillside going way up. And then you look to your right and it's, you know, a timber cut that looks like no man's land right. going down into a bottom, you know. Yeah. Um, but just like anything else, uh, my first hit was in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had to ride there on a Sunday because Monday morning was the first set. Okay. And I decided I'm going to take it easy. I'm just super excited to be in here. I want to be in a tree. Never step foot in here. Let me find a decent spot on the map. And me and Stu looked at it. And I said, well, this is like a good spot. Good little hardwood next to a meadow. We'll just... I'm just going to set up here, get a mm-hmm. nice morning set, and get comfortable. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a good, it, and that was a good set. Had a nice little buck come through and uh, a doe come through right there. And, uh, but just like anything else, you know, I'm looking at these maps and here's this meadow and here's this timber cut and here's this draw. Let me start placing some of the things that I do back home up here. I mean, you bet. You guys give me a swamp on top of a ridge. I'm in the best of both worlds right now. You know, right. I want to be in hill country, and I I know to, I know how to use these, you know, thickets and swamps pretty dang good. Shoot, I'm mm-hmm. going to try it. Yeah. And uh, I started getting on deer. Um, definitely had a good first morning hunt, and uh, the evening hunt that day, I was I got skunked. I didn't see nothing. Um, but... That first morning sitting, I had that buck come through. What we, what I did is, uh, well, let me back up, too. Mm-hmm. So we'd hunt in the mornings or whatever, based off where we were, what we were seeing and what we were doing. Um, and while we were still kind of waiting on everybody else to arrive to camp, you know, you had, you know, a couple guys going to show up a day or two late. Right. Um, what we would do is, you know, hunt, get a good hunt in, mm-hmm. get a feel, see what's happening, see what's going on. Because first, you got to see what the deer are doing. Right, exactly. Um, Obviously, you expect to see them, you know, going crazy, you know, running around looking like zombies. That's what you want to (laughs) see. You hope so. Um, Right, right. (laughs) On a rotation, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we'd hunt, and based off what we'd see, you know, we would pretty much, all right, you know, hit each other up. Hey, let's, let's go scout. Right. And... What he did, I had him meet up with me. I said, let's go scout where that buck went, where the first one I seen. Mm-hmm. And what, which was a beautiful buck, by the way. It looks like something out of one of them. I mean, he was bigger than one I killed, mass-wise. Really? And, uh, oh, yeah, it looks like one of the pictures of uh, Steve Shirt shares all the time. Or yeah, some, he, some, some crazy mythical creature. He has some monsters on there. Monsters. Yeah. I just needed to walk one of them out on a leash for me one day. And just, <laughs> yeah. you know, yep. Well, you're you're out of state. You out of state. You could go up there and uh, book a hunt with him if you wanted to. That's right. Yeah. Like a guide service. Eh? Yeah. 
but then I lose all my credibility. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so you, it, you know, but, it's it's a it's a win win or a lose lose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no middle uh, ground. Yeah. Man, I any more to be honest with you. I, of course, nobody wants to eat taxi. Everybody wants to get a kill. Mm-hmm. But, man, I just love being in the tree. I love being in the oh, woods. Absolutely. If I go on a trip and I don't even harvest anything, I, I was blessed to have that week off away from the grind. And the main oh, yeah. thing, and you, you guys even hit on it in your last podcast about, you know, hey, you're not worried about nothing. You guys, you, y'all were talking about going to camps and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You're, you're going to camp, and you know, I think one of your wives or your girlfriends or something asked you, uh, why you like doing that or whatever. You're yeah. like, man, I just like being it, it's, it's your home away from home in the woods, you know, mm-hmm. and you just you just connect with everything and forget of everything going on in this retarded world we're living in, right? Oh, now. for sure, yeah. And uh, but so uh, I get up, still, I, I get him to get up with me. I we go, let's go scout. We looked at a map, and we kind of like, okay, he might have went here. Let's just follow these trails, follow these tracks, and go to where we think he's going to go. And there was a good uh, thicket, old timber cut, that was probably exactly where he was going. And it was eight up, pounded with uh, trails, sun, I mean, you name it. It was yeah. definitely a dope bedding area. Oh, perfect. And, uh, you know, like I said, it is a thicket right next to a meadow. I mean, it just couldn't work work out any better you know mm-hmm. and uh so that worked out good and that evening we went and hunted a different spot all together and i didn't see nothing at all i think he might have had an encounter or whatever but the very next day i'm like well i'm gonna go where i've seen that buck go and i'm gonna just step down one you know a little bit further and try it and this, right. is, this is gonna make you laugh so i go and i cut through this i basically walk down this drainage ditch and pop up and get an ice cream. And I'm sitting over the spot. It's quiet. Uh, the squirrels are barely making any noise that that morning. And finally, uh, you know, I'm up in a tree before dark or before daylight. And about 11:30, I'm just bored out of my mind. I'm ready to go. You yeah, know, ready to go. Yep. It's one of them. One of them days. The Red Bull done kind of <laughs> yep. wore off. It's time to recharge. Um. So I get down and I put my my platform away and all that stuff. I make my way back to the truck. I said, I'm going to go make me a sandwich today and and chill. Yeah. So I get to my truck and I park my truck in this like ridiculous spot. Like wouldn't make sense for a deer to be in any kind of area, anything. It's open. There's like, uh, you know, a tree, random tree here, random tree there, stumps everywhere. They just logged it probably last year, that kind of deal, right? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And and I go to the back of the truck and I lift the tunnel cover up, put my tailgate down, I set my bow down, pull my cooler out, and I start making me a sandwich. I have my release, I always left it on. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, when I open the doors of my truck, and uh, you know I got a black truck and that sun was beating, it, was, it made it hot. It was pretty warm <laughs> that day. Yeah. So I rolled my windows down, I took my release off and set it on the console. And I walk back there to the back, and all of a sudden I'm making a sandwich and I hear. Like that. And I looked around and said, what was that? And I looked up, and there's three does standing in front of my truck, oh. like 30 yards off to the right. And I'm like, dang, look at the does right there. And then I look up to my, to my right, 
and there's this, I mean, a tank. I mean, oh. every bit of a 160-inch class buck standing there looking at me. And I'm like, I had the deer in the headlights look myself. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's real, real wide, real massy, uh, uh, but had short times. But yeah. He's a cool-looking deer. Ch- chocolatey rack. Very Ooh. dark chocolate rack. Nice. I mean, just just a beautiful buck. <clears throat> and, and I said, well, he just, and he just stood there and stood at me. I know he's seen me. And yeah. Joe's just steady looking at me like, what the heck is this guy doing? And I said, okay. So I walk up to my truck, and I grab my relief. And he's sitting there watching me the whole time. Wind is down. I, my wind's blowing right at him. I know he's got to smell me. And then I walk to the back of my truck. My bow's sitting right there, and I grab my bow. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude's still standing here. This is about to really go down. Yeah. <laughs> and I knock up an arrow. I said, well... If he cuts across this timber cut right here, I, I'm going to go ahead and try to try him. Yeah. If he'll sit still. I started walking to the front of the truck, and I think he realized, okay, uh, this dude's, he's up to something. I better turn around. And that's what he did. He turned around about face and bailed off, and he was gone. Oh, man. And, uh, I mean, it was just a beautiful buck. And I wouldn't, knowing me, I wouldn't have got the shot off anyway. I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to. If there was one thing I had to improve on, or I'd love to improve on, and that would be my ground game, you know, being yeah. able to stalk up. If, if I could be the next sack, uh, Fairball, that would be wicked. Well, I know here but, in PA, I feel like stalking up on a deer in PA here is extremely hard to do because absolutely. Of, it's not like out in, like, Kansas or Nebraska or something like that where it's, like, flat or, you know, you have this this tall grass you can walk through and hide underneath, like, you got to use the trees and like try and hide behind them. And then hopefully that deer is behind a tree as you find the other tree. Yeah. You're right. stepping so, on every stick and crunchy leaf. Possible. There's a squirrel that runs off and goes, get, screams at you in the tree. And then, yep. yeah, it, it just, if, if someone, if someone stalked a deer in PA here, they're a fucking beast. Put it that way. Like yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's next level shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. well, I, I told y'all that um, it, that was a just a funny little story that happened and I was like because mm-hmm. ironically that buck was headed exactly where I was sitting I just wasn't getting any action I was bored out of my mind yeah I'm ready to go I was just antsy second day being there I'm like the bow I want to cover mm-hmm. the woods you know and uh, I sat if I'd have sat my butt right there I probably would have got him you know mm-hmm. he was bigger than what I what I killed you know, not complaining or anything at all, but it was definitely a beautiful buck. And, uh, but it was just, a, um, I bring that story up because one of two things I wanted to share with mm-hmm. that is one, that buck was so fixated on them does. And it just goes to show when they're, when they're in this rut mode and they're in that zombie mode. Yeah. I mean, guys, you, you, you're talking, I got my windows down, my cooler open. I'm making a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm walking back and forth from the front of the, to the back of the truck and grabbing a bow. And he's standing there looking at me. This is a 160 inch buck. Yeah. You know, he didn't have care in the world other than sticking with that one of them does that was mm-hmm. hot. Yep. You know, and it just goes to show that you know they, they get in this zone, 
and you know, this is eleven thirty in the day. Yeah. It it also it really changed my mindset as far as hunting the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Um I was it really opened my eyes. You know, obviously you want to hunt in the morning, you want to hunt in the evening. That's yeah. the best time. And it is tough to sit in a tree all day. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what armor you got, saddle you got, you know, golf cart you're sitting on. It don't matter. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to sit all day. Yeah, it is. Hunt. I mean, it really is. It is. And uh, but I, I, that's why I tell you all that. I tell you this, you know, the something about uh, you know you hear guys talk about it all the time. Um, sitting midday is definitely be productive and oh, yeah. it's mm-hmm. one of the things where i even i look back and i, I told myself this year i hear one of the mornings i'm when i'm real tired and been grinding all week already or a few days already i'm gonna sleep in one morning then i'm gonna try to walk in the woods at nine ten o'clock in the morning yeah and just try it rest of the day in a nice hot spot in a nice little saddle or something yeah you know what i mean and just see what happens you know yeah i mean if you, you... Um, Ethan, you have something to say? I was going to say, do you, uh, after that encounter and, you know, you thinking that that buck was actually coming to you, do you pack your lunch now and take it into the woods with you when you're sitting or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that changed my mind on that too. Cause I was like, dang it, bro. If I was been, if I'd have just stayed where I was at, I could, could have, now Grant, would he ran right in front of me? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a problem of. Uh, way better chance of killing them absolutely mm-hmm. you know you know i'm out there in the back you know with a can of gif and a butter knife and uh, yeah, i got a 160 inch buck 50 yards away from me that i could have killed you know if i just yeah. came up behind right there where i was at but anyway hey it's just one of them things i guess you live and you learn always absolutely yeah, and, uh, so. but i mean buck during but, the during the rut are very, very stupid. They're blinded, blinded by um, that tail. Some may say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The and they're locked head. down. If you look on my little uh, on the uh, on the channel, mm-hmm. you'll see. Even when we were driving around uh, to scout some more spots or whatever, we called it the uh, the guardrail buck because we was coming around the corner and that's the buck, 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 and he was already locked down with a duck. Oh. We seen him one day, and then around the very next day, same spot, everything. Yeah, same du- same buck, same doe, and uh, so that's why we give him the nickname the Garrel Buck. You know, he he was not leaving her side. You know, he he bred her, and he was going to stay with her for two days and yep. move on to the next one. Oh yeah, and uh, gotta love it. But but that but being able to scout uh, in, in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a huge benefit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so get, getting to the point of, I'll fast forward a little bit cause, uh, that was earlier in the week and this was another three days later when I killed the buck Okay. to, to get to the point where I killed the buck. So come Friday, pressure started picking up. Right. Guys Did... joke with me all the time. They, they call it, uh, the craving spot. Yeah. Because this spot made no sense. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, pressure started picking up. I'm driving around. Here it is, two two thirty. 
And I'm looking at spots on my phone, on my map. I'm like, I'm probably, this looks like a good spot. This looks like a good spot. This looks like a good spot. I drive to all three of them, and there's a truck parked on the road beside <laughs> it. I said, well, there's another hunter thinking the same thing I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where he's at. Um, so I said, dang, it's already 3 o'clock. I said, I just want to get in a, I just need to get make something happen. And there's this spot up by the road. And everybody's driving by it. Uh, it's a fresh uh, cut down, clear cut mm-hmm. beside it. And the way it sets up, it was uh, a very skinny pinch that dropped down, going down into a ravine with a clear cut to the right. Okay. And on the probably uh, 150 yards in, into the wood line, there was this drainage. So... And I didn't know that before I even stepped in there. But I said, screw it. I'm going to hunt right here. Uh, everything looks good on the map. I'm just going to try it. See if right. I go in there. So I, I stepped in the woods. I parked my truck by the road. And trucks are driving by. I mean, hillbillies passing by with the music blaring and all yeah. that. I'm sitting there watching them the whole time, you know. <laughs> but I get in, this, get in this little block of woods. And... I started looking at the signs. Man, this, this sign's hot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fresh scrape, a couple old scrapes, uh, a couple little rubs. And the sign I look for the most is right there, and that's dropping. Yeah. When I when I enter the woods, I mean, you can see buck sign and all that's well and good. Uh, my go-to is I look for shit. Uh, okay. I'm going to call it what it is. I look yeah. for that, and I look, look for tracks. That's going to tell you. You know, hey, deer's in the area, mm-hmm. and in the in the area recently. You know, um, the crap still had that little bit of green tint to it. So hey, I was like, oh yeah, something yeah. definitely done come through here recently. You know, yep, yep. And you know, it's something stupid. You, uh, people probably wouldn't even think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm like, hey, that's a telltale sign. They're they're using this little spot, yep. and they're cutting through here. Now it would make sense a little more for him to where I was sitting to be behind me. But because of that timber cut, I said, well, if something drops down off that uh, point above me, which we basically got the rock road, it was a little tram road or whatever. Yeah. And it, going up on top of that is a little knob up there where there's a nice big old meadow up there as well. I said, if something's going to come down and go to that thicket and go down to that bedding area, he's going to come through here. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to one, he's not going to walk down the road like a, yep. you know, he's not going to yep. do that. And he's not going to go through the open uh, timber cut, you know, all easy peasy too, you know, mm-hmm. in daylight. He's going to at least hug the edge of this little thicket right. or, or little wood line. So I, I got in there, and I found a nice tree. I said, well, and I pinned myself up against a drainage ditch because he's clearly not going to come against that. I mean, there's rock and all that. Yep. I said, he's either, he, if something comes through here, it's going to have to come right through there. And sure enough, I mean, it was about 30 minutes to dark, and I was actually, it was kind of funny because I laughed at myself all the time, and I'm sitting there, been grinding all week, right, and I'm hanging in my saddle. Which I got the trophy line okay, over, by cool. the way. Best, best thing ever. Yep, they're yeah. very comfortable. Very comfortable. I had the tethered one before, and I was yeah. like, ah, 
I had that hip pinch and all that crap. Yep. And the uh, covert man, it's just it's a game changer. And it I'm, is. I'm sitting there on my on my tether and I'm just leaning up against it like this. And I'm starting. I'm by then. I'm just you know been five six days in a row. And I'm second guessing myself. I'm like, damn, what what am I doing wrong? Dude? Yeah. Uh, this is the sign is here. I know I'm getting on deer. I'm pr- pretty much seeing a mature buck, rather it be in the truck or in the tree or mm-hmm. scouting or something every single day almost, somewhere, right. somehow. And every time I hunt, I'm, I'm you know, just doubt myself, right? And about, and what, another 10 minutes later, I look and I seen him coming down, just dropping down. And sure enough, he come, he cut in right behind me. I grabbed my bow and wheeled around and, and uh, did a full send. Oh, nice. And uh, and it was one of them shots, too, where it was like, oh, man, I smoked him. Yeah. You, know? you felt it right away that and, you were like, oh, he's going down uh, right away. Yeah. So I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even second guess it or nothing. You know, it was one of these, you know, you always second guess your shot. I don't oh, care. yeah. You always yeah. like, even if you do smoke him, you're like, oh, man, I hope that worked or whatever. This yep. one. His reaction, where the, I mean, it was just, it was just perfect. And brand new bow too, PSC Evo. I just bought it there you uh, go. for that season. I swung one arrow, and it was at that buck. Yeah, <laughs> so, that was cool. One for Breaking one. In, Chris, yeah, Chris and in the bow the right way. Yeah, and uh, and uh, shoot, I didn't even. I, when I shot him, I sat in the tree and I texted the guys and. Got down, got my sticks all down, and and mind you, I could see my truck pretty much the entire time. You know, wow. I'm not 150 yards off the work off the road. Yeah. And so I get into my truck, and I'm waiting on the guys, and they uh, they pull up and say, "Where'd you shoot him at?" And I said, uh, "Look down in there. You still see my red light and knock on the ground." Yeah. Looking down into going down into the ravine, it just you know, just happened to be cocky. I didn't even go. I just stood the arrow up right where the last blood was, which is right where I pretty much shot it was. <laughs> quit looking or whatever. Nice. And uh, you can see it through the woods, plain as day. Yeah. And I, he's like, you shot that thing right there? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, dad, I'm another Cravens for all day. And they joke <laughs> with me about that because I did the same thing in Kentucky. Yeah. So my Kentucky buck, I was, you know, I'm learning, figuring out what these guys know. The pressure there was ridiculous. It would be nothing to turn down a rock road, and there'd be five, six trucks, not I'm parked sure. on the road, parked together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was re- re- Fort Knox is great, but yeah. man, does it get pounded. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But on the flip side, on a, on a side note, real quick, with Fort Knox, you get a Fort Knox buck tag, and you can also get a Kentucky public land buck tag. So you, essentially, you can tag out twice in Kentucky in That's one week nice. if you wanted to. That's nice right there. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. But that, it's just whatever you want in your plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, so we're we're hunting that, and, you know, this is the first big buck I killed. Mm-hmm. But before that, you know, I, like I said, I pull up and there's five, six trucks. All this pressure is going deep. You know, they, mm-hmm. they must have been listening to some podcasts for sure because everybody's <laughs> five, six miles here, eight miles there. And I'm like, that gum. Hey, that, that's so our that's our ploy though. That that's our ploy. Like we we want to tell everyone to go deep so we can stay close. 
so that we get the big buck because they're all going back and getting like the 120s and we want to stay out and get the 140s to 180s. So that's why they're all going back in far. Mm -hmm. This is a a three-year-long ploy. A three-year-long ploy. To get that big buck for us. (laughs) All all hunting podcasts are in coots together to tell everyone who listens to just go deep in the woods. Right. Go as far as you can and leave the parking lots to me. Exactly. Yep. Yep. uh, But essentially, that's exactly what I did. Uh, You know, all these guys are going back and going back, and I, I just... I was basically hunting people, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I just, and to the point I was getting frustrated, you know, I'm like, I just, I want to be away from people, for one, that's why I come from a hunting trip for to begin with. Right, yeah. You know, and I go up here by the road, and I see tracks crossing the road and all that, so I said, I'm just going to scout around here, and then I run through a couple of CRP fields and all that, major highway, interstate running right by there, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch, you know, CRP fields, straw fields, and whatever, broom straw grass. And then there was a nice little, uh, little short section of a nice little oak ridge. That's oak acorns, all that good stuff, and a doe doe bed and thicket behind me with some cedars and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, screw it, I'm gonna sit right here. And sure enough, I killed that buck. I mean, everybody was going back, and shoot, it pushed all the deer up to the road. And I was like, well, here you go. That makes you know, sense. You hear Dan Infault talk about it all the time. Yep. Everybody overlooking these parking lots, overlooking oh, yeah. these spots. Hundred you know, percent. You got these spots that doesn't make sense at all and here i've done did it twice yep you know both yeah. rut trips I, I i'm 150 yards away from the truck yeah after you know grinding it out and climbing you know three or four ridges over and doing all that first and go ahead and getting that out of the way and then i hunt by the park lot and shoot a buck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the 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 pa buck how far was the yeah. shot Three twenty-four yards. It, okay. was, it was a chip shot. Oh, sweet. Was it? Uh, uh, it was he broadside quartering away, quartering to broadside? Perfect, per- perfectly broadside. Man. I mean, and if, if y'all, if you have a chance to check my video at the end, I just started the whole self-filming mm-hmm. thing. And, yep. Which I want to make a note with that. Anybody that self-films, my hats off to you. Uh, it's 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 hard, harder than you think. Um, I mean, you you can only you already can imagine. Hey, it's it's a de- definitely a difficult task. Mm-hmm. But it's it's way harder than you would you would absolutely think. And I didn't even get that buck on on kill because I was getting close to the end right there. And uh, but on on in the, the little video I got or whatever, we got him hanging in a little skinning shed and yeah. stuff like that. And you can see you can see the shot placement then. Yeah, that was and, a uh, great was shot great, placement. Man. Great shot placement. I watched the video, and that's great shot placement where he was. Yep. Like, that that was double lungs, it looks like. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it torched him. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the uh, rocket hammerhead. Okay. All right. Fixed, was is that fixed, or is it uh, mechanical? Uh, mechan- mechanical. Okay. Mechanical. Because that's kind of what I'm... When I, that's when what I'm started, on the edge with right now. If I want to go fixed or mechanical, right now I have fixed, but uh, yeah. I don't know what I want to do because I know mechanical they fly better compared to um, your practice tips. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Yet. Yeah, you know that's that's an argument that will never be settled. That's nope. about like our government right now. Mm-hmm. It'll never be fixed. Uh, yep. One guy's going to say this, and one guy's going to say that. And my only thing I can say is just do what works for you. You yeah. know, 
every bow shoots different. Every bow feels different. Every arrow, every broadhead flies different, in my opinion. I tried different broadheads when I got started with this crap. I, I was wanted to make sure I had the best of the best. I got it. I I don't even know if I still have it, but there's a piece of plywood in my backyard against the fence. It's got like five different type of broadheads stuck in it. I wanted to see if it would go through it and whatnot, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, like the Grim Reaper, the yep. Viper Slick Trick, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, if you ever need one, I got one. We just have to dig it out. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but I will say I could never – my first bow, my first bow was a Hoyt. Mm-hmm. And I can never, for whatever reason, get the fixed blades to fly right with it. I just, no matter how I did it, tune it, yeah. spin the arrows. Now, I I will say, that's why I started shooting them rockets, mm-hmm. and, uh, which I really do. I've got a lot of faith in them. They've worked for me. Um, yeah. But I, I will say I would venture out to try them again with this new PSC I got. Okay. Um, I'm really confident in that bow, uh, in in the in the in the Evo, yeah. um, to where I would I would try it. I just, I mean, shoot, I still got arrows with broadheads on, so I just ain't even tried to try anything different, you right. know, for right now, and it worked. So, yeah, shot placement is definitely key, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but I mean, if you get some of them, you know, hardcore, you know quarter and two shots or something i mean you might want a uh good fixed blade yeah what them guys on the hunting public are using or something you know what i mean oh yeah yeah i just i'm i'm on the i guess you could say i'm on the fence still but i'm kind of leaning more towards mechanical right now um i just have to find the right ones i want to go with and i mean i still have some time before the season starts i mean it's right now it's what is it august 30th so i have yeah. a month to figure it out really um and right. get, i mean i haven't really even shot my bow uh in probably three weeks no two weeks when we were up the cabin i shot it yeah um but i mean I'm, I'm good out to 60 right now and i don't really plan on taking anything more than a 60 yard shot with my bow and pa right. here i mean i don't think i would ever It'd take a six, yeah yeah you wouldn't even be able to anyway. see that far. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I wear contacts, and I don't have twenty twenty vision, so I can't see that far. <laughs> this is why he started archery. Forty, 40 yeah. is the furthest you can go. Twenty twenty. Uh, let's be honest. Let's say fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but like twenty yards, perfectly broadside shot. Like that's like what dream, what dreams are made of. Really, in archery season, like that's what you dream of. In archery, you dream oh, of man. that buck coming twenty yards. Um, or 20 yards are in perfectly broadside for you and you just put the hammer down on him oh man it was such a good feeling and it was it like i said it was one of the things i i, I mean it smoked him and i was like okay he's done yeah Where I, I was chill, i was chill wasn't even i was excited obviously right i wasn't no concern whatsoever you know the guys get there is he down or whatever and I'm like, oh, wherever he's at, he's down. I promise you that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he went further than I thought he would have. You know, these you know, these bucks standing in South Carolina, you know, they're obviously not that as big body wise. Right. You know. Yeah. Um. Clearly. Uh. And it, you know, 
one, a deer is a tough animal to begin with. Mm-hmm. And Very tough. And bucks over there is just so tough, and they just got such a will to live. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, he still ran 100 yards, and it was very impressive. You know, yeah. I was like, dang, but I can't believe because he got me worried a little bit when we started tracking him and Butler found him. I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, you get back to them, you know, broadheads and all that. That's, mm-hmm. that's shot placement is key for oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. But you may not always get that opportunity as, as, to get that perfect shot placement, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you might have to stick it in the front. Oh yeah, just to get the kill, you know. Yeah, I just mean, make sure it's ethical and do the right thing. That's all you got to do. It'll yeah, I mean, I mean, there's even people out there like shot placement. I think shot placement is the biggest thing, and people don't really want to admit to that. There's a lot of people who don't want to admit to shot placement is the key to archery hunting, but it is. It's the key to everything. Doesn't matter what kind of broadhead you use. Doesn't matter anything about that doesn't matter how much you're shooting at your bow. It's about the placement and the distance of that shot. And it's deer have been killed with field points before. Like it's, exactly. it's, it's about the shot placement. Like the hole is going to be much smaller. Yes. With a field point, but it's still possible. Like it's, you can kill a deer with damn near anything that you right. shoot at a, a, well, a type of broadhead. You know, some people start arguing the whole broadhead thing. You know, the Indians did it with a sharpened rock. Right, so exactly. Let's, mm-hmm. let's call it what a spade a spade, you know. Yep. And they, they killed <laughs> the back, even bigger. The, the bison. Yep, they killed even bigger animals with just that with that uh, that rock. So, I mean, it, it's very possible. It's going to be a debate that's always going to happen. But I think everyone who listens to this podcast has to realize that, hey, just buy what you can afford. Buy what you want to use don't listen to everyone else saying oh you got to buy this this 120 dollar single blade for one arrow and it's like okay no i'm not going to do that cuz i my wife would kill me if i bought a 100 dollar one broadhead yeah no. and they and they're out there yeah, i know yeah. they're out there mm-hmm. uh, the reason why i started shooting them rockets it's funny cuz i was watching uh when I was trying to figure out what gear I was going to go with and try mm-hmm. or whatever, I was actually watching. This was a couple of years ago when Greg Clements was. He was still with Midwest Whitetail along with the other other two. Okay. Um, from from the hunting public. Yeah. And uh, he there was one of his videos. I was watching his hunt, and I want to see what I hunt. Um, but Buck come in or whatever, and he shot it, and it went just under his belly. And even he was like, oh, man, I totally screwed that up. I'm never going to find that buck. I, I didn't even hit him. I probably just skinned him or something. Right. You know, basically knocked the white hair off his chest. Yeah. That was basically it. And I was like, oh, man, what a sh- that sucked. When then he gets down, he walks over to where he shot it, and he sees blood. And he's like, well, dang. And he, and he walks, I don't know, 40, 60 yards, and there's a buck laying there. And that two-inch cutting blade mm-hmm. one blade caught that chest plate just enough where to where it opened up like that and skint across the uh underside uh, right underneath the chest holy was crap able to hit uh, artery or something wow and killed him like huh. like magically killed him i was like i'd have never gotten that lucky you know <laughs> yeah jeez never but that i said well shoot i'm definitely trying that broadhead and and the 
apparently, I, I mean, you guys being from PA, y'all probably should know uh, uh, rockets were a big thing back in the day or whatever. I know um, my my dad used a lot of muzzies. I think he still uses muzzies. Muzzies are okay. That's what I grew up around as muzzies. Muzzies and um, there's one other. I think it's called a stinger. I think it's called. I don't know why that like the old stingers. That I, yeah. I know about that. My dad used those two a lot. Now he's transitioned to rages, which I mean I start out with rage with the crossbow, but cross with crossbows it's diff- it's very different because it doesn't matter Absolutely. what kind of. Really, I mean, you look at what I mean. My deer I got last year, no, two years ago. Yeah, something cheap off Amazon. It went through it, but it was terrible. It was a very terrible broadhead, and yeah. you should never use that. But well, yeah. I mean, you have so much velocity behind that bolt coming out that it doesn't matter what's on the front of that because it's going to open up or it's going to cut meat no matter what when it hits that deer. Yeah, because I use um. I use a fixed blade. I use a blackout. Yep. I've been using them okay. for, I think I shot my doe two years ago. I had the blackout fixed blade on, and it, I mean, it went right through. It took out, actually, it was a heart shot. It just took just a nice cut right through the heart, clean through, I think 15, mm-hmm. it was like a 15-yard shot. And I was like, she ran 40 yards and dropped. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well. I like blackout. And I just stuck with them ever since. <laughs> like it, it works. Don't fix something that's not broken. You exactly. Know? So, what would be, John? What would be your uh, your tips to listeners for a, a successful ruckcation? Put it that way. So, a full week, someone's going to be taking a ruckcation. What is your? Let's go with your biggest tips to the listeners. All right. Um, so you say you, you what? You want to go for a week? Yep. Um, well, one thing, if I if I make a statement right here, I think everybody can agree on, uh, regardless of how long you've been on or whatever. Most of you guys that go on a rutcation go for a week. Ask them. They don't get on a deer. If they say a Monday through Sunday or deal or whatever, it's usually Friday or Saturday. Yep. The very last minute that you think everybody says down to the wire mm-hmm. when they finally get on these bucks or they finally get a kill or whatever. And I think that's something we can definitely all agree on. I mean, yeah. even, yeah. even, even both my big bucks is, uh, both a Friday or a Saturday kill. Yeah. Uh, after after hunting all week, you know. Um, now, I'm not saying you can't kill one on the first day because I mean it happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You get, yeah. You know. You get lucky but, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one one of the things is you got to have luck for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, majority of it is luck. You can't make that buck walk out in front of you, right? Yep. But you can do whatever you can do to put yourself in that right position. But when he does come, or what you think's going to happen, you yeah. know, you know, I, I could have very well set up right there and not seen a daggum thing that night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's that's every hunt. Uh, how many times are you seeing a deer or a nice buck shooter, or whatever, on a hunt? How many times do you get skunked? You know, more than more than I count. 
Right. You get <laughs> you you lose more than you win. That's for sure. Oh yeah. But yep. it's when it's when you win that makes it successful. It makes it well worth it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just like y'all's last podcast, uh, Danes was talking about that twenty percent uh, mm-hmm. statement he made. You win twenty percent of the time or whatever. He's absolutely right. Oh yeah. On that. He's yep. One hundred percent right on that. Um, but if I had a suggestion, uh, and well, all right, so here's the tip. First thing I would do, and this is something I had to make myself do, too, is right. uh, like a morning hunt, yep. especially. And we got all of us talk about this all the time. Don't be in a hurry to get to your spot and just get in a tree. Scout your way in. And it's fine if you're not in a tree that come gray light. It really is. I used okay. to be in that mentality. Yeah. Man, I've got to be in a tree. i got to be right there with a bow ready to go. When that sun comes up, I'm ready. Right. But, man, more often times than not, I'd realize real quick that I'd put myself out of the spot, out of mm-hmm. the right tree, you know, whether it's 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 or 40. So what I started doing was kind of getting the vicinity of where I would like to go, right? And wait until that little bit of gray light, yeah. Then then trying to kind of scout around a little bit right where I thought where it would be good, and then pick your tree that way. That makes sure. sense. So morning hunt, absolutely one hundred percent. I would do that. I probably, unless I know where I'm going or been to a spot before, I'm not getting in a tree before daylight. Okay. Or, or or until after a gray light anymore. Um, it's just because I've, I've, I've screwed myself so many times in the morning. Yeah. That I just told myself, you know, I'd, hey, it, I mean, once you get out the truck, you're already hunting. Yeah. You know, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. if it's dark or not. Mm-hmm. You're, you're scouting yourself in. You got your headlamp on. You're, you're doing what you're trying to do to put yourself in the kill spot. Right. So, you know, and, and, and slow down. I mean, you're already hunting, right? Yeah. You're just going to make things so, worse by rushing in there. You could jump deer up, and then they're gone to the next bedding area, and you won't see them at all. Absolutely. It's absolutely. very smart. I like that. And, and, and that's just, and that's one of the things you learn from experience. You learn from screwing up, you know, walking mm-hmm. in with your headlamp on, and, and then all you see is eyes looking at you. Right, And then yeah. you blow it all up, and then hunt hunt's over before it even started. Yep. You know, all because you didn't take your time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with mornings, you know, I love a morning hunt. I don't know who wouldn't like a good morning hunt. Oh, yeah. Um, man, wait, you know, that sun coming up and cold air breathing out your, your mouth, and yep. smoke around you and stuff. You know, it's just a good feeling. And then, uh, but I would definitely do that in the mornings. Uh, okay. And that way you, you get away too, you know, obviously thermals, yep. stuff like that. Yep. You get away with a lot more. Um, so when I, when I think of a good morning set, more morning, midday, whatever, I'm thinking does. Yeah. I don't, uh, you know, it's all well and good to know, Hey, a bucks are here or you think a buck is here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially from last year's trip. Just like I said earlier with the, you know, seeing these bucks in the middle of the day. Yeah. That re- how how it really changed my mind on that. Yep. Um, 
I'm I'm looking for dough batting areas. I'm looking for where does are going to go. You yep. know, you wouldn't go to a gay bar looking for a woman to take home. It's so. very, very good point. I like that. That's yeah, a good analogy look, there. Where, <laughs> you, I'm, hey, I'll tell it like it is, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm looking I'm, I'm looking and thinking of where I think the does are going to be, not so much where a buck is batting. Because more right. likely, a buck's probably going to be on his feet anyway yep. in the morning. Thing. Yeah, during the right, yep. Yeah, and for, for for sure, and uh, you know, you got if you can stick it out mid days or whatever, like that story I told earlier. Yeah, I, I try not to get out of the tree until two thirty. You know, yeah. if you can help it, it's tough, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. But if you can do it and pull it off, stick with it. Now, if you think you can capitalize more from scouting versus sitting in a tree a couple more hours, then I'm down a scout. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, that paid off really good. And, you know, come that Sunday, you know, we were, you know, we were hunting in the morning, we would scout and then we'd find a spot to hunt for that evening. Or if we ran too late, we would just continue to scout hunt that evening, you know, never did get in a tree or nothing. We, that worked out great too. I did that a couple of times, but utilizing Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to take a break and all that. Oh, yeah. Man, that's the best day you can be in the woods. Absolutely. That's when yeah. you need to be scouting. You need to be running through there like a madman, you know. And with at most, if you, you know, blow some does out of a thicket, guess what? The does are going to come back for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah. And They'll guess, what, guess what's going to come back? You know, what's going to come back and look for him? He's going to come back and look for him, you know. Yep. At least that's what I feel. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so... I would, I would definitely utilize Sundays for scouting more so than anything. Then I'd just, you know, any time let off the gas just yet, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, John, uh, so where can people follow along with your next rotation, um, your YouTube, YouTube channel, Instagram, all that good shit? Um, well, I let my daughter name my, my stuff whenever we was making this stuff up. And it's okay. called Life Outdoors 365. Okay. It's a good name. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of, we, I, we was messing around one day when, mm-hmm. you know, my wife's the technical guru, so I'm doing good, <laughs> you know, when I when it comes to me being a technical guru, it's freaking on wrecks or base maps. Other than that, yeah. you know, I got to ask her <laughs> and, uh, she said it out and she's like, well, let's, you know, they talked about it. We talked about it. We, man, we just ended up coming up with that name or whatever and, and all well, let's, let's go with it. Yeah. And, uh, but the YouTube channel is Life Outdoors 365, and same thing for the Instagram page. Okay. Cool. Perfect. And I try to put all of our stuff on there, whether it's canes or stews or Tommies or whatever, you know, anytime I can get something. Yeah. Just to share the the stories, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. We love hearing them. Yep. So where is your vacation going to be happening this year? This year, I'm going to go right back to Allegheny again. I'm going to go to a little different area, try a little bit different things. Okay. Uh, uh, it's one of the things that you kind of, when, I, when it comes to a spot, I kind of like to go back to back to somewhere. Like, so next year, I probably want to go somewhere different. Yeah. You know, you know if I can get in with somebody or, or learn something, you know, I want to challenge myself and, go out a different element if i can go to 
you know, Kansas or something. That would be cool. Yep. You know, yeah. for now, for this year. And I mean, you got to think of it as a non-resident, you know, yeah. as far as over counter, uh, tax system. I mean, it's, it doesn't get any better than PA. Yeah. It's, it's fairly simple, fairly simple and yeah. fairly cheap it, for non it, it is really cheap. Yeah. It is really cheap. Oh yeah. Well, now the, the little dose tagging system y'all got kind of <laughs> different. I yeah, know y'all was hitting on that one. That that's kind of different. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's different. Yeah, for sure, it's it's different yeah. everywhere. You know, here we get they started doing some over the last few years. You know, regulations and stuff pretty good here. Not saying it's good where I'd like it to be, but I mean here you get three buck tags and three doe tags a year. Yeah. Yep. You know, with the purchase of a hunt license. So. Wow. Wow, I like for them to scale it back again, and, and you know, you know, PA hasn't always been known to have big deer until nope, you know, nope. made all them changes. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so, definitely it's definitely gotten changes, and it's um, everything's going in the right direction for PA. Put it that way. Um, really excited to see um, what the future holds for PA with the buck. Anyway, oh yeah, like to see Absolutely. more two hundreds come out of PA. Oh yes, more two hundreds. Oh man. And I, I don't know what I'll do if, uh, if a 200-inch walks out in front of me. Mm-hmm. Oof, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it would be, It would be. Uh, I might not even get to shoot that deer. It's a shaking moment type deal. I, yeah, I'll probably screw it up. More than more lot, I'll probably screw it up. But... Yep. Yeah, man. <clears throat> so, if there's if there's one thing I had to say. Yeah. Um, I wanted to make a point to say this for everybody that's listening and stuff like that. And it'll really change your mindset while you're hunting on any trip, while you're hunting on the weekend, mm-hmm. while you're hunting on a, rather it be a rutcation or nothing. Yeah. Is us as hunters, us guys, girls too, whatever, we have got to stop harping each other about what we shoot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. guys, you got to shoot and you, or you got to harvest what's going to make you happy. Yep. You know, if, if if you're on a rut trip and a 100-inch buck walks in front of you and that's going to make you happy, by all means, take it. Don't worry about what anybody else is going to think. Absolutely. You know, if you think, if you go in the mindset of that mentality of not caring what anybody thinks about what you shoot, if you kill anything at all, you'll have a better trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, I mean, it, I used to be so, used to put so much pressure on myself, man, I want to be the one to kill a big buck or... You know, mm-hmm. I want somebody in our camp to kill a big buck. I just want to wrap my hands around, you know, some heavy horn antlers. Yeah. But I'm telling you, just go in there. You're hunting. You're enjoying yourself, and you're not at work. So. Yeah. Exactly. Don't yeah. shame yeah. the game. Yeah. Don't shame the game. We always say. Yep. Yep. Oh well, man, absolutely, absolutely. Well, John, I want to thank you for coming on here. Thank you for telling us the story about your buck, the rutcation. All, all the good stuff that we wanted to hear, how you scouted, how you prepared for the rutcation here in PA out of state from South Carolina. It's been awesome talking to you, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you having me. It was, it was, uh, it's fun. We have to give me again. We'll do some uh, gear talk and all that. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. on the broad, we're broadhead subject. We can get on the oh. subject and all that next. We can really dive into that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we need a whole day podcast. Oh, yeah. Really we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a whole day and a... And I'll, like two cases of beer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Good old campfire, man, goes a long oh, way. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, so, thanks again for coming on here. Well, I appreciate you having me. Y'all good luck. Hey, you too. Thanks, thanks man. man. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on episode 105.